Hey everyone, welcome to the Fresh Fix Podcast. We are Brian and Jennifer Smith. Hope you guys are doing well today. We are doing well, although um, we we have been dealing with a little bit of a a little bit of a a uh, canine situation around the house. We'll talk a little bit about that to, to open up the podcast. Uh, also, we want to give you a, a heads up right at the top of what we're going to be talking about, and we're going to be talking about to do it yourself or, or not, not do it yourself. So that's the podcast today is to do it yourself or not to do it yourself and talk about some of the interesting experiences that we've had <laughs> over the years. Um, but but yeah, we're just a little bit more melancholy to start the podcast today. I mean, we're yeah. trying to figure out, we've had, Rudy is our dog and we've had Rudy for how long? We have had Rudy for 15 years, almost 15 years, 14, 14 and a half. So like, yeah, 14 and a half years. And not. In December, it will be 15. And, he, and I think we've gotten spoiled because he's been such a great dog. I mean, this dog is really the canine of all canines. For us, he's been perfect because yes. he's not high maintenance. He's not the, do- the dog. I mean, he's never had like accidents. We've never had problems with that. He doesn't yip and bark and he doesn't nope. jump up on people. and Yeah, but he's getting older. And so for a while, he's had hard had a hard time getting up and down the stairs. He's gained and, a lot of weight. And then lost the and weight. And lost a lot of weight. So, so now he's lost, like, we've calculated it to be 18% of his body weight. Because he's just not eating. And, but yet he doesn't really seem like he's in pain. So we're, we're kind of conflicted. He, well, except when he's trying to get up from, like, a laying position. And his poor little back can't get up. And, well, I mean, take, he can't get... He gets up, but it just takes him a, a bit. It does take some maneuvering, and and he, so and you can tell that it's it's stiff, right? He's got arthritis. I mean, our vet told us as much, and yeah. But but arthritis is just that very difficult window. And we talked to Dr. Jerry Busselman's our vet. He was actually recently on a a different podcast from our mm-hmm. friends over at Christ Community Church called the Uncomfortable Podcast, talking a little bit about this, but. Uh, he's our vet, and and he walked us through. He was great. He was. He so walked good. us through kind of how do you how do you know when it's time for a dog, and you know it's it's hard to tell because he just he's not motivated. He sleeps all the time. It's hard for him to get up and downstairs. We've actually put a like a baby gate on our back deck because we were afraid that if he started to go down the stairs, like it. If he missed a step or something, he would like tumble down to his death. And right, and so, going up the stairs, he he skip he misses stairs, and then a, a lot of times, and then and, kind of flops down. And right, and on yeah. the wooden stairs outside, we thought, eh, maybe yeah. that's not a good idea. So anyway, we're trying to figure out what to do with Rudy, and it's we love him, and we've had him for fourteen years, and uh, he's you know kind of part of the family, and but he's a happy addition, just like well, I was just gonna say, just like the children. <laughs> well, not. <laughs> Not just like the children, <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> when we were talking to Chloe this, well, when I was talking to Chloe this week, I told her that we had gone and talked to Dr. Jerry, and and she says, well, I'm not putting you in charge of my end-of-life care. <laughs> You'll just pull the plug on me. I'm going to have Dad be my person. I'm like, it's not like we're pulling the plug we're just getting information yeah, and we're just educating that, ourselves. Yes, exactly. We're educating ourselves, trying to understand, because we don't want the dog to suffer. We don't want him in pain. We 
want to make sure and do the right thing uh, because he's been, he's been such a great dog for yeah. us. So anyway, if we're a little bit melancholy, that's kind of one of the things that we're dealing with and and processing it, right? And and, and yeah, Dr. Jerry was great about helping us process that and and when is the right time and how do you know and you know, at the end of the day, he he gave us some great wisdom that it's a that it's a continuum. Yeah. And there there isn't the right day. There's not the perfect day. There's not the perfect day. Yeah. It's it's um factoring in a lot of different things, including your own quality of life, including the dog's quality of life. He had a whole list of things that I'll botch it up if I tried to go through them all. But I mean, it just includes how, how much joy is the dog having? Mm-hmm. How much pain is the dog in? Um, you know, is the dog wrecking your house because they don't have bladder control anymore right. or whatever? So anyway, yeah, I, I hate to start the podcast on a downer. I feel a little yeah. weird about that, but I also feel like we should tell people up front if we're right. if we're not quite our perky selves, <laughs> it'll come around because come around. <laughs> at the end of the day, you've got to compartmentalize some of these things. You got to put it in a box. And if you're watching, you'll see we put headphones in this time just to kind of get a different feel, you know. Like you can hear yourself when you have headphones in, and sometimes if you stray from the mic a little bit like that, you you, you can tell a difference if you're listening to yourself or, or if you're really loud. I can't imagine who would be really loud on this podcast or laughing really loud. I noticed that at the last couple of episodes, I am loud. I mean, I've I'm always I've always been loud. It's we part know of your this. charm, but I it kind of comes across really significantly on the podcast. <laughs> It's part of your charm. Okay, not that I'm going to try to change myself, no, but just no, kind of... you be you. Tone it back a little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this week we wanted to talk a little bit about um, to DIY or to not DIY. And, you know, we've had some really, really interesting experiences over the years. And, and I think to frame it up, as we were thinking about this and and as I was processing, okay, what buckets would you put this in? Right. It would be either you choose to do it yourself, a project of 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 your of whatever varying type of project you're thinking about in your mind. We've got our own examples. But either you do it yourself because you're trying to save money, uh, or you don't do it yourself because you're trying to save time. Right. Or you do it yourself because you just get satisfaction out of doing it and sometimes it's a combination of two or three of those right so um we'll talk a little bit about some examples um the first the first one i can think of was the very first house we ever had the townhouse it was in lee summit missouri i love that little place Uh, it it was great it was a great first house for us and the kitchen was kind of blah and Jen, you had this great idea of how, how we... And there was a trend at the time. Was it called sponging? Sponge painting. Yeah, sponge painting. So, so tell us a little bit about that uh, endeavor. Well... And, and at the time, of course, we're younger, and we're trying to save money. Right, right? So right. we've got to be conscious of, okay, we want to fix up our house, but we need to save some money, and we can't afford to hire somebody to do all the things that we want to, to do. So. Well, I remember mostly sponging that little dinette area. I don't remember actually sponging the kitchen. Oh, yeah. You had to start all over. Like, you sponge painted the kitchen, and we it lasted like a month, and we were like, we can't take it anymore because it looked like a snowstorm, remember? I do <laughs> And it was a green snowstorm because green was hip at the time. I don't. 
So, yes. so you took what was it called? Like a sea sponge? Yeah, right? it was like a like a sea sponge that you, I mean, I think you can still buy them at at place at like paint stores now. Maybe I don't even know. Oh, I'm sure you can because I'm sure there's still artsy people that use them for all sorts of things. Maybe even sponge sponge paintings. Still. I, don't I don't know, honey, but that was like 30 years ago. So I don't know <laughs> if they still do that or not. But we bought these sea sponges. Is that what they're called? I, th- I think so. I, okay. So we bought these sea sponges and you know, they have like the little um, holes in the sponges. What would that be called? They're just porous. Porous. Yeah, they were porous. And so you would dip your sponge in the paint and then you would just, you know, go back and forth, you, would you know, dab like tap, it. tap it or dab it on, onto the wall. And it's supposed to provide this texturized look. Right, right. Well, we were 21. Yeah. And we <laughs> thought we were all that in the artsy, yeah. artsy we were curating our space like Chloe is curating her space. Although she's older than we were at the time. Exactly. Actually. And she's and actually got probably more creative ability than what we and have. And better taste than we had. <laughs> but I think, didn't we start above the um, refrigerator in that kind of spot? We did. And it was like... And we, we debated at the time, do we go on? Yeah. And we- you, you were doing the sponge painting. And I was like, I didn't want to be critical, but I'm like, hmm. <laughs> not sure but yeah go ahead and try it we can always paint over it which we eventually did uh, so that was one of those things that we did that that was fun we did it together yeah it fun might be a stretch and probably one of the larger fights we ever got into in our six years in that townhouse was when we were trying to put wallpaper up in a bathroom that was three by three, I yeah, think. It was teeny, <laughs> I don't know tiny. what the dimensions were, but it was small. Yeah. And we, we did finally get the wallpaper up, but it was not fun. It, it was, was not fun. pleasant. It did not go smoothly. There was nothing enjoyable about that. And why we would ever start with a bathroom. Oh, yeah, because there's so many cuts to make, too. It's cuts, right? and, and it's small. And how do two grown people fit in this little yeah, we tiny were bathroom into each oh. other oh my gosh yeah that was a nightmare but it was pretty when it was done it did come out good after all was said and done yeah yeah wow. our marriage barely survived though. it survived <laughs> here we are <laughs> so yeah those were those were a couple of examples of things that we just did because you know you do those things sometimes when you're when you're trying to save money yeah totally but then you also do things sometimes that so then early in the early part of my career i was traveling a lot right and we just made a decision and budgeted for you know again you're still on a budget we're big dave ramsey fans Mm -hmm. you know so that'll give you anybody who knows dave ramsey an idea of sort of what our you know financial um philosophy is it's very closely aligned i wouldn't say perfectly aligned but very closely aligned with dave ramsey and the uh, what does he call the total money makeover right. and financial peace university that he calls the program that he puts on. Um, so we're very closely aligned with that. So we were on a budget, but I was traveling and I was gone quite a bit mm-hmm. and we had young kids at the time or we're, we're starting to have young kids right. at the time. And we made a conscious decision to budget because then I, I found myself coming home on a Friday and then spending all day Saturday working in the yard because I wanted the yard to look decent and that's always been important to both of us and and i really took a lot of pride in that i took a lot of satisfaction in that however at the time we thought the trade-off was good enough to where okay that's not going to be something we do it ourselves Mm -hmm. because 
we want the time together, and I wanted right. the time with the kiddos when they, especially, well, any time I want the time with the kiddos, but they right. were young at the time, and I'm trying to figure it out, right? How do I get the time with the kids when I'm traveling for work and um, balancing everything? And so we we made the decision to have somebody else take care of the yard for mm-hmm. a while, and we've kind of gone back and forth with that over the years. We've totally gone back and forth. I mean, I remember Mo and you being gone, and me during nap time going out and firing up the the uh, mower. And yeah, so we, we have ebbed and flowed in that. Yeah. You, you fired up the mower? I fired up the mower. <laughs> you have, but not that often. Not that often, but I did. Yeah. Remember in, in our um, Stone Creek house, okay, Brian was traveling and we had put our house on the market. And oh, yeah. so this is at a time when we were, I mean, the kids were older and so I could totally do the yard and they could play outside and whatever. Right. So, um, I went out to mow the yard house was on the market and, you know, we we're trying to get everything pristine, looking good. The la- we had done landscaping and it looked just fabulous. So I went out there and I was looking at the landscape. I was mowing first pass, fine. Second pass started looking at our rose bushes and there was no leaves and no flowers, no buds, nothing. They were like, the leaves were like lace. So it was kind of weird and I was kind of started looking at them. And so then we had these, these uh, columnar buckthorn on the side. You threw that in there like so that people would think you're like a, a landscaping <laughs> expert. But they are some of my favorite little yeah. bush, bushes. Yeah. So I go by there and I hear this buzzing noise. So I kind of started freaking out and I called Brian and I'm like, our landscape is all dying. I don't know what's wrong. So he's like, so then he calls me. And he's like, "Well, take the take the leaf up to Mole Halls, which is our which is our favorite landscape um, company, or not landscape." Um, well, it's a nursery. Nursery, and landscape. yeah. yeah. Um, here in Omaha, so I I take a leaf off of the off of the rose bush and I take it to Mole Halls. Like I stop mowing right in the middle of mowing, and I'm like freaking out. And they're like, "Oh, you've got the beetles." And I'm like, what do you mean I've got the beetles? They said, oh, you've got the beetles that have come back now every Are year. They the Japanese beetles? Is that the what they're Japanese called? Japanese beetles. Yeah. And so they said, well, you're going to have to take your clippers, like the edge like trimmers. Edge trimmers, plug them in and go to town. And boy, did I go to town. I did it myself. Yeah. I plugged those babies in and I got them and I would take a pass at the columnar buckthorn. Like I would take a pass and then jump out of the way because the Japanese <laughs> beetles would, would like, s- like swarm up. I mean, it was terrible. Yeah. So that was a do it yourself. Yeah. You that- could have hired somebody to do that, but that number one, it wouldn't have been done in time. No, it had to be done immediately and, it- and treated immediately. Right. Yeah. Right. So you so- did, you took that upon yourself. That was a nice DIY yeah. for, for Jenny Poo there. Thank you. So yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. So that was, that was a time where, um, we, we chose to save time by hiring somebody to do the yard 
In the case of Jennifer's Japanese beetles, she chose to save money by doing it herself, but also she saved time because otherwise it would have not gotten done in time. Um, so, so then I think the, I actually, I'm going to, I'm going to fast forward to present day because to make the point about whether you're saving time or saving money or drawing satisfaction, I kind of hit the trifecta this week. Yes. (laughs) So, so our screen door, our, our dog again had, had, as he's getting older, he's getting grumpier and had literally, like, if we don't let him in from, from outside immediately, mm-hmm. he gets impatient and he starts pawing. And when it's at the glass sliding door, that's fine. But when it's at the screen door, as you might imagine, it rips the screen. Well, the, the rip had gotten so bad last week that Rudy actually was outside and put his head through, through the, the hole in the screen door. <laughs> we knew it was time. So we, I knew it was time. I had to do something about that. So... Um, I hop, and by the way, we cannot forget to talk about how YouTube has literally revolutionized the do it yourself, um, uh, you know, project at home because you can learn almost anything Anything. from YouTube videos. So I hopped on and and saw how, how tough is it to rescreen a sliding glass screen door? No, uh, not glass. A sliding screen screen door door on a patio. And thought, you know what? I could do this. So I saved. So so I basically I did it myself. And I had looked into. There's a hardware store here locally that does it, but it was going to be 12 weeks, and it was going to cost. I'm going to say 50 bucks. I went to Home Depot, got the stuff for 15 dollars, including the tools and everything. Did it myself in a in a you know it literally the whole project probably took 30 minutes, right. not counting my trip to Lowe's. So. I got it done and saved time. I saved money off of having somebody else do it. And dang it, I felt a whole lot of satisfaction <laughs> from that silly screen door. When I came up and showed Jennifer, I'm like, take a look. What yeah. do you think? It's like new. Man, I even had to take a picture and send it to Chloe because, you know, she commented last um, when we moved her in that you were using your dad skills. Oh, yeah. One and more you dad totally skills. used dad skills on that one. I mean, it looked it looks perfect. Yeah, it came out good. Yeah. So, so that was sort of the trifecta of saving time, money, and gaining satisfaction. Um, can you think of a time where you gained satisfaction out of a home project? Out of a do-it-yourself right. home project. You know, painting comes to mind so many times. Um, because, well, because it's inexpensive. Yeah, I mean, you can you go can do it yourself. buy a bucket of paint, totally transform a room. So we had moved into a house, and when we moved in... They had just repainted all the walls to just a, a white, yeah. just to make everything neutral. Which it did sell us on the house because it totally, was a yes. beautiful house that looked brand spanking new because yes. every wall was painted, painted white. White, white and made it look anyway. Right. And so we had purchased this house before we had sold our other house. And so we had time that we could go in without any furniture, without anything in the house, and we could paint. And it was a different market back then, so there was no like, okay, our house will sell in two days, right. and we'll buy it. No. <laughs> no. We were, we were thinking, okay, we're going to own two houses at one time here, so let's maximize 
the time right. that we have right. to and save some money. Save along some money, the way. right? And so I and Brian was traveling quite a bit, and so and the kids were a little bit older again. So I painted every single room in this house except the basement. Well, except the basement, and except for another part of the house that we'll discuss in a minute. Okay, but I painted. The office. I painted the bathrooms. I painted bedrooms. I paint. I painted every room. Right. And got so much satisfaction about it because it was. I mean, I could go. I turned on music, went to town painting, and it was just so satisfying to take these white walls and turn them into hop sack. Yeah. Or latte, or you know, whatever color it was. Well, and I think it's important to pause here for the the life lesson, right? Because as life ebbs and flows, there's different times when you have more time than you have money, or mm-hmm. maybe if you're lucky, you have more money than you have time. And and is that really lucky at all? That's kind of a different discussion, right? You know, maybe you're more lucky if you have more time than money, um, frankly. But in any case, that was a situation where she hit two of the three. You mm-hmm. got the satisfaction piece. And you saved money, for sure. It cost a lot of time. Yes. So we didn't have that piece, but you had the time but to I give. But I had the time to give, right. So it, it worked out really, really well. Right. And um, so that, that, was, that was good. But then came the kitchen. And in all our wisdom, we wanted a red kitchen. We? I. Yeah. It was kind of a brick red kitchen. And it was beautiful. Until it was really late at night and I'm above the cabinets and like every stroke or every other stroke, I kept bumping the ceiling and Brian was getting a little angry. Well, you get freaked out when you see red paint on the ceiling that you know you're going to have to go back and and either scrape off or or repaint or whatever. whatever. So I remember going to bed that Friday night just dreading with all that was in me. <laughs> well, you'd me. been painting a lot yeah, by yeah, that yeah. time. So uh, I had been painting, going, hitting the ceiling with red paint and went to bed dreading that Saturday morning getting up. And so the alarm goes off and I'm like in tears because I don't want to go down and, and finish the project, which I finish a project. Yeah, I am not a quitter. Do. No, you're not. But Brian saw through my weakness and he's like, Jen would you like me to finish the kitchen? I'm like, yes, thank you so much. I think I may have even shed a tear because I was tired of painting. I was making mistakes and you came in, saved the day and looked great. Yeah, it did. It came out really good after all was said and done. Yeah, Saving the day might be a little bit of a stretch, but it was, it was definitely, it was just one of those things where you had painted so much and Mm -hmm. you were at at the end of your rope for that one. So, but in, in that house, so we did all the rooms ourselves, yep. but then it had a high ceiling, a high entry, and then it had some high places, and we actually hired that out because it was going to be less expensive to hire it out than rent scaffolding and take our lives into our own hands trying to paint. Yeah, and I think that's where wisdom comes in. You mm-hmm. got to you got to know your limits. So, yes. Speaking of knowing your limits, it also reminds me of a, a do-it-yourself project that I I did save money. I did find satisfaction. It did cost me a lot of time, but I it was like a project, and and it was uh, at the time we had. A couple of motorcycles, actually. Um, Jen had an ATV. I had a motorcycle. I had a motorcycle for the kids. 
And I went to Harbor Freight and bought a do-it-yourself, build-a-trailer kit. So like a motorcycle trailer. Yes. And I was like, I want to do this. I want to tackle this on my own. And just to give you an idea of where my (laughs) skill set early in life started out, I'm going to... I'm gonna I'm gonna embarrass myself a little, but I'm gonna tell you this. And so here goes. I, I'm I'm hesitating because it's very embarrassing. Especially it takes a little bit away from my it hurts my ego. Honey. But so I'm putting this thing together and all in all, it took a long time. It took three or four weeks, but it, it went together. I mean, this is like a full on pull behind your truck kind of trailer including wheel chocks for the motorcycles and the ATVs and tie-down straps and everything. So, like, it was a full-on project. But I had to, you know, go buy the plywood to, to use as the foundation, and so I went and bought the plywood. And to make a long story short, it, it, I was drilling holes into the plywood per the instructions, and after about the fourth hole of going, man, that shouldn't be this hard, I, I realized that I had the drill going in the wrong direction. It was spinning opposite, and all of a sudden, it's literally smoking because I'm pressing so hard to try to get the holes through this plywood, and I'm like, dang it, I could do this on my own. Something is not right. Yes, and I'm like, something is not working well. Something is just off. And so I paused, and I thought, which is usually a good thing to do when things are going amiss, is just pause and think. And so I, I did that, and I'm like, oh, the drill is r- going in the, the wrong direction, in the reverse direction. It's like I'm unscrewing something yes. instead of screwing it in, and that's why it's smoking as right. I'm pushing harder and harder. One of our friends at that time, <clears throat> Anthony, Stacey and Anthony, we love them. They have since moved around the country, yeah. but they would always tease Brian about having a Barbie toolkit. I've still got that Barbie toolkit. He called it was a Black and Decker toolkit. It had everything you could ever need in one tidy little plastic container. And uh, Anthony, even to this day, we joke about my Barbie Barbie tool- toolkit. Barbie toolkit. Where's the Barbie toolkit? I mean, if you can't do it with the Barbie toolkit, you probably shouldn't do. It. You should yeah. probably hire, <laughs> hire that somebody out. out. Yeah, exactly. So that's probably time for another life lesson, which for me would be almost any project that you do. You will save money if you go out and buy the right tools for the project. Or borrow the tools. Well, that's not as cool as going out and buying the right tools. Well, I know it's not, but if you're only going to use the tools for like one... But if you're saving 50% off of paying somebody to do it... True, but if you have a friend (laughs) that has all the tools... It's not as cool as having your own. Okay, you touche. Well, (laughs) so... Whether you take Jennifer's approach of borrowing tools, which is perfectly valid, we're joking, but um, or you buy your own tools for a specific do-it-yourself project, you're still going to save money and right. you get the cool factor of either borrowing and using a cool tool or buying your own cool tool. Or, and if you borrow said tool, that friend might volunteer to help oh i I didn't know where you were going with that but yeah remember anthony again you asked to borrow some tools from anthony yeah he's a giver he's He's a giver uh, that's the kind of guy he is he's a giver i did i was not angling or manipulating no you weren't he He is a total giver and so do you remember when you had to replace the toilet um 
whole th- the wax thing in oh, the yeah, toilet the, the wax seal i've yeah. done that oh yeah oh yeah you you are that guy see i i, I had to work into my do-it-yourself <laughs> skills but i i reset a toilet including the wax ring around the that toilet so. yes and i think you actually ripped up the floor yep. and we replaced the floor in that too we did and anthony helped me with that yes. floor but i did the toilet on my own Yes. So, yeah. And I think you had your Barbie toolkit and he had his... <laughs> he had real tools. <laughs> he had real tools. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's uh, there's been a lot of things like that. And I think that's one of the things that we've sort of learned as we've moved on in life is, okay, w- what are your limits? And my limits are further now because of YouTube. Like, yes. I, can, I would have never been able to figure out the screen door if right. it weren't for YouTube. And it's not hard at all. Right, right. But I think just by watching somebody do it, it gives you more confidence mm-hmm. Completely, and, and so I was like, "Well, yeah, it's easy to rip it out. Worst case scenario, I have to have somebody else put it back yeah. in." So then, once I had it ripped out, I was like, "Okay, well, I can do this. It's not yeah. hard. I just need the right tool." So I go to Home Depot. Sure, I'm good to go. Speaking of the right tools, I have to kind of brag on myself. Yeah, please. <laughs> so I've gotten into plants, oh, and oh, the plants. Oh. I, I, Brian finally said, okay, you can't bring any home any more indoor plants. Well, we're, it's, we're starting to be overtaken by plants. We're not now, like, I like what you can probably see in the frame is this plant right over my left shoulder. It's called a prayer plant. I love it. It's really cool. Well, no, I'm not talking about the prayer plant. I'm talking about, oh, that is, is, a is that a plant. prayer plant? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. My bad it's on one, the prayer plant. It's one species of the four that we have. Okay. I like that plant. I think it's a nice touch. But what you can't see in the frame is that we've got plants sort of all over the place, and they're starting to take over a little bit. They're not taking over. They're beautiful, and they give me joy. They do, and that's why I think that it's a good thing, because they do give you joy. They do give me joy, especially when I go into your office and you say, are you spritzing your plants again? Okay, I don't say it like that, (laughs) number one. Don't say it like that. I'm just kidding. Not that there would be anything wrong wrong with it if I did say it like that, but I don't. So anyway, going back to DIY, there are DIY. DIY, sorry, do yourself hit. I wonder what DIY is. Uh, Do double your impact. Oh, double your impact. It's an old campaign we had (laughs) at at our church. Yeah, it's DIY. (laughs) Do it yourself. Okay. Okay. So many pots. You have to have a hole in the bottom of your pot so that your pots don't get root rot, or so that your plants don't get root rot. And so many pots that are very cool do not have drainage holes. Oh. And so I went and bought myself, well, I don't know exactly what it's called, but I'm going to call it, a. I think it's called a diamond grinder. And it's this grinder that you put into the end of the electric drill and you can like drill a hole in the ceramic. Well, isn't that just a drill bit? No, it's That's totally different. It's ceramic. a ceramic. It's, it's a special ceramic drill bit. But I'm not I think, sure it's a diamond grinder, but maybe it's a diamond bit. That could be okay. Diamond bit. Maybe that's what it is. I don't, I don't know. know what it is. I could go get it, but it is the coolest thing. And I have drilled so many holes in my pots. It is just so satisfying. See, it's exhilarating. Yeah, but for and sure. I got on Google. And let me just tell you, it wasn't as quick and easy as they showed it on the video, but I felt such satisfaction. I had on my glass, my safety glasses. Oh, you had your safety goggles on. Well, Good. they were really my reading glasses, but I used them as safety goggles. Okay. At and, least get some um, wraparound sunglasses or something. If yeah, they weren't wraparound, but I did it myself and it was very, very cool. Yeah, that's and, uh, 
yeah, that that was um, you were very proud of that. I was, and very, I was proud of you. Yeah, yeah, you took it upon yourself. And yeah, very good. And now we have like real tools. We do. We have a few. We're starting to accumulate some real tools. Well, I shouldn't say accumulate. Well, accumulate would mean like we have a whole garage set of tools. I have a whole wall. <laughs> I have a whole wall. That tools. was another thing. I needed to do the garage floor recently. I didn't need to do the... I have to rephrase because let's be honest, I didn't need to do the garage floor, but I wanted and have wanted for years to do a a coating on the garage floor. And so we did that. And um, again, I found a great deal, a great value on some cabinets and... Um, some some um, lower cabinets and upper cabinets, and then a, a workbench, all kind of combined in one. And we had seriously thought about hiring that out. We were going to hire it out, and I'm like, no, because we, we've we've we don't want to spend any more on this project. We've budgeted a certain amount, and we don't want to spend any more. I'll figure out a way. And I I we I should say we because you helped me with parts of it. I hung cabinets, which I've never done and have been scared to death to do because, you know, you got to find the studs. And if you don't find the studs, that cabinet's <laughs> likely coming down. Yes. And you helped me. And it was very, we didn't fight like we did when we were younger. No, though. it we was We were very so patient smooth. with one another. It was very smooth. And we, we stopped and took our time, which is not you, your strong suit. No, it's not. It, it's not. I'm ready to just, let's get it done. And I'm like, measure twice, cut once kind of guy good on you yeah that is not what'd you start to say about it though well i think you should go back to the beginning when the cabinets were delivered on a pallet wrapped in cellophane right and i think it took you like eight hours to unpack well it was it wasn't eight but it was it was three or four are you sure it took a long time well because yeah because they had them and to the credit of, I think it, New Age is the name of the company, and to their credit, it was packed tight, but it was packed, I mean, there wasn't it, it, a s- it took a long time, but it was packed very, very well, where nothing would get scratched, mm-hmm. where they could be very economical in the space that they used. It was right. actually two pallets, I think. Okay. Yeah, it was two pallets. But I just that. remember going out and like peeking in on Brian, and he was still unpacking the stuff. But I mean, cause that's how... That's how meticulously it was packed right. and everything. So unpacking it all, putting it all together. Yep. And then the last step was hanging the cabinets. And yeah. so I, I, I wish we would have had a time lapse of that because at one point I what Brian was finding the studs, found the studs, you know, and you're kind of doing it blind. Right. And Brian helped me get underneath the cabinet. I was <laughs> <laughs> I was holding the cabinet on top of my head. Yeah. And yeah, with her hands sort of even with the top of her head right. to hold it. While I was drilling <laughs> the screw, the wood screw in through the sheetrock into the stud. Yeah. And I couldn't have done without you. We did it. It was teamwork, it baby. It was teamwork. Yeah. There so. we go. Um, and that was one of those things where, okay, we we saved time but spent money on the floor itself, but we saved money and spent a little time, and I found and a lot a of, ton- satis- we, we tons of satisfaction. We both got a ton of satisfaction out of hanging those cabinets. Out of hanging the cabinets and putting all of it together, yeah, right? Like totally. I, you could hire somebody to put it together, or we could do it ourselves and save right. money, and 
and gain satisfaction. Yeah. So there's always Fun. those little projects that, that uh, don't underestimate. Sometimes it's just getting started. Mm-hmm. And the worst case scenario is, <laughs> I think, knowing the point at which you're, you're in over your head and you need to hire somebody to fix it. I can't can think. You, I was going to say, can you think of anything? Yeah, I'm trying to think of a time when I started something and just was like, no, this is bigger than, uh, this is a bigger project than I'm capable of. Yeah. Um, usually I'm, I'm, I think smart enough, I'll say smart enough to err on the opposite side of that. Like there's probably projects that I could have done that I didn't, um, rather than trying to do projects that I shouldn't do and ended up having to hire somebody else. I remember, can I tell one more story? Please. I remember it's a plumbing story. I remember. Well, you were the one with the plumbing skills in the family. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Brian was traveling. We had just moved to Omaha. You've said Brian was traveling a lot. Like if okay. I never have been home like for a week in my life, there was a point where I was traveling There was a, lot. a point when we first moved to Omaha that you traveled quite a bit. Yeah, that is true. And that was during this time. Yeah. So um, three little kids, Brian's gone, the kitchen sink. I think I'd put like a ton of pasta down the garbage disposal. And all of a sudden... The garbage disposal wasn't sucking it down anymore. It was just backing up into the sink. And I'm like, it's like 10 o'clock at night. I can't call a plumber. Well, you could. I could have, but I... In your wisdom, though, in you my thought, wis- what are my other options? I thought, what are my other options? So I called Brian's dad. <laughs> and Delbert, I love that man. He said, okay, Jen, I need you to go get this, 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 and this. And I'm like, okay. And so he said, now what I need you to do is take everything out from underneath the sink, the kitchen sink. So I took everything out from underneath the kitchen sink and your dad, God rest his soul, your dad walked me through (laughs) taking apart the underneath of the kitchen sink, all the little... I don't even know what it's called. These, the, the rounded part of underneath the sink where the blockage probably was the trap, the trap. And oh my word, I think I squealed with delight (laughs) when I got it put all back together and he's teaching me how to see if there's a leak and if there's not a leak and by gosh, I didn't learn my lesson that time. I have taken apart the kitchen sink many a time. Well, yeah. Now that she knows how to take apart the kitchen sink, she's not afraid of clogging it up. So she <laughs> shoves stuff down there. Here's my question about that story when yes. you were fixing the, the sink. Did you have any crack showing at all? Because you're really not a plumber if you don't have any of the... No, I had on my comfy jammy <laughs> pants that come up really high. So I had no <laughs> chance of having any like that. Yeah. Problem. Any any plumber's crack. Yeah. No. Right. No problem there. All right. Well. Any other do-it-yourselfers that you can think of? I think that's probably plenty for people. You get the point. You can you can save time by hiring it out. You can save money by doing it yourself. But you can also gain satisfaction by doing it yourself. And sometimes it's a combination of two and, and in a, in a perfect world, like with my screen door example, it's kind of a combination of three because I ended up saving a little time, even though I did it myself because it was going to be 12 weeks before the hardware store could get it done. I loved how you said you hit the trifecta. I hit the trifecta on that one. That was probably, that was probably a fixer upper right there. Hitting uh, the... It's a stretch. It's okay. a screen door, but 
I didn't mean to interrupt you. If that if that makes somebody's day that I fixed my screen door on my own, then I'm I'm thrilled with it. Well, when I texted Chloe and I said forty five dollars in twelve weeks versus fifteen dollars and thirty minutes, she's like, huh? I yeah, don't that, understand. That doesn't make any sense without any context. Without context, yeah. right? So anyway. Awesome. Well, listen, thanks, everybody, for taking time with us. We uh, appreciate your support. Thanks for listening or watching. Yes. And uh, stay tuned. We've got uh, a lot more content ahead. Yes. So until next time, we will see you on The Fresh Fix in a couple weeks. All right. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.